glad you chose to join us today. The date is November 15, the year 2020. A little housekeeping I'd like to take care of next week. We would like to receive communion together. So if you get your elements ready for at home, we will be receiving communion live uh, on next week. Title for this sermon is Aliens Are uh, Aliens and Foreigners. It follows a theme of love, the agape love, uh, or treat others as you would like to be treated. We have been studying and looking at how God took one man from across the river, the Euphrates River, and made him to a father of the nation of Israel. Last week, God gave the nation their land, the land of Canaan. This week, I want to address what has become a, a national crisis, if you will. I really don't know what to call it except a, a crisis, but it has caused destructive movements here in America, from racist chants to uh, the Black Lives Matter, Matter uh, parades, rioting in the streets, toppling of historical monuments, defunding the police as uh, come from that, street takeovers, looting and destroying of property. To guide us through this sermon, I offer you a couple passages of scripture. I'm going to start out with Matthew 6, 8. Not Matthew 6, 8. Malachi 6, 8. No. <laughs> Micah 6, 8. It goes as follows. He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. And then Matthew 7, 12, Jesus speaking. So in everything do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. And then Matthew 6, 10, where Jesus is, uh, gave instructions on how to pray. He goes, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then Philippians 3, starting at verse 18, where it says, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, For as, for, as I have often told you before, and now say again, even with tears, many live as enemy of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is to their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Be by your head with me, please. Precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we are living in a time where it seems like the world is in chaos. Our world right here. But Father, you have given us clear instructions of how we are to uh, live. And Father, I just ask that your spirit would be the real teacher here and that you would speak into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 
from the sermon series, Becoming a People of God, the Israelite nation had become a force to be reckoned with. They are at this time a world power. They have captured and now live in the land that was given to them. Today, in our century right now, many have begrudged the Israelites. Talk to them as they are squatters because they did not start out in this land. They migrated and took over. There are sympathizers that gang up on Israel to remove them from the Middle East altogether. The biblical position could be found in Genesis 12 where it says, The Lord had said to Abraham, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to, go to the land I will show you. God continues to speak. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples of earth will be blessed through you. This is uh, our passage where we bless Israel. We are on Israel's side because of this passage. And all people are blessed through Abraham. He's speaking of Jesus Christ and forgiveness of sin. Likewise, in America, many feel that way about our country and how we came about in our country. We are squatters, immigrants, living in the land where we do not belong. So, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to respond? It is our reality. I was born in Nampa, Idaho. Not that far away unless you're driving. I guess it takes a while. Twelve years after World War II, I was born. Like I had a choice to be born of a white farmer in the northwest of this great country. I could have been born anywhere, to anyone, and in any condition. It was out of my control, just like it was out of your control. The Bible tells us that we only have what is given us. That is true of all creation. We all only have what is given to us from our Heavenly Father. So, how are Christ followers supposed to account for the, the hand that was dealt to them? Am I to live in guilt because I was born into a certain family who happens to live in a certain country? I say, absolutely not. We are a people of hope, not because of our position, but because of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. That is why the Apostle Paul can say that he had learned to be happy in each and every circumstance each and every situation, because Christ is in control of his life. You have heard it said that history keeps repeating itself. I think I've heard it just this last week. Dr. Rick helps us illustrate that. He actually put out a book that explains this mystery. Dr. Rick is famous as a parenta life coach with the subtitle, Unbecoming Your Parents. 
I saw it on TV, so you know that it has to be true. The examples of becoming like your parents are numerous. Helping someone park their car, walking through the store, conversing on a speakerphone, trying to help out the plumber that you hired, trying to be quiet about the guy who walks past you with your blue hair. Dr. Rick's purpose is to help adults become, not become the parents, their parents, because they bought their own home. And progressive, progressive can help you save money if you bundle your home and auto insurance together. It's a joke. Seriously, though, from birth to today, there is so much in this world that is out of our control. However, Christ followers have a different lens to see their surroundings. The Bible is full of guidance as to how we are to live in the world handed to us. Micah 6.8 tells us to act justly. To act rightly, to be uh, uh, ripe with others, to love mercy, and to walk humbly. Our character and behavior matter to God. That's that our actions and motives be right and pure as we interact with those we come in contact with. Don't lie. Do not cheat. Be willing to go the extra mile if it's your countrymen. Be honorable in your dealings with others. Be merciful towards others. And walk humbly with your fellow man and before God. Christ followers are to be different in the world they find themselves in by demonstrating who they belong to. Where we act as we feel God would have us to act. Isn't it interesting that the golden rule comes from God's word? Treat others as you would want to be treated. Where we show respect to person and to the person's things. When asked this week, this past week, what I was preaching on, I mentioned that I will be preaching on the golden rule. He stouted up. Oh, the one that says to do to others before they can do it to you. I answered, no. But that's the mantra one sees far too often in our world today. It matters to God how we treat our fellow man. When asked to teach his disciples to pray, Jesus says to pray that God will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He was speaking of eternal life, yes, but also of a taste of heaven on earth because Christ's spirit residing in his believers. We will still have problems such as sickness, death, work in a job where we don't like, and to have to put up with people we do not care for. But when Jesus is ruling in our hearts, he walks with us. Helping, teaching, encouraging, turning our heartaches to, yes, blessings. It is just like Jesus, the hymn writer writes, to roll the storm clouds away. 
about our citizenship. I'm blessed to be born in America. But that pales in comparison to my citizenship in heaven. The Bible is loaded with encouraging verses that speak of a residency in heaven by asking Jesus to forgive us of our sins. Let me give you a few. John 15, 19, where it says, Jesus speaking, You do not belong to the world. Jesus speaking. I have chosen you out of the world. Philippians 3.20 But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. And then 1 Peter 2.11 and 12, he says, Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world. Isn't that what we really are? Aliens and strangers in the world. To abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Therefore, brothers and sisters, Romans 12, 2, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. How are we to live? Christ followers, how are we to live? As aliens and strangers in this world. Do not act like the world acts. But as Christ would have you act. Bow your head with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, the world wants to creep in and take over us. But Lord, through your precious guidance, through the Holy Spirit, you have made a way for us to walk as if heaven on earth you have guided us, given us clear direction how to walk justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before you. So, Father, may it be so this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, a reminder, next week we will be receiving communion together. Until then, God bless you.